born with a silver spoon in your mouth. How many know that when you get born again, you get born again, you have a silver spoon in your mouth? You know what that terminology means? It means that you're just born with favor and good things happen to you if you're born with a silver spoon in your mouth. When you get born again, that literally is, happens to you and me. We get born again and the abundance of grace is poured on your life and the abundance of what Jesus has done for you 2,000 years ago is deposited inside of you. Man, uh, the Passion Translation, 2 Peter chapter 2, <clears throat> verse, I'm sorry, 2 Peter chapter 1, 2 through 4 says this, May grace and perfect peace cascade over you as you live in the rich knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Everything we could ever need for life and complete devotion to God. Now, did you hear that? Anything that you need for this life. Anything that you need for this life. And anything that you need for your devotion to God has already been deposited in us by his divine power. Everybody say, it's in me. It's been deposited inside you. So if you need anything about your health for healing, it's in you. If you need anything for finances, whatever you need on this planet, it is in you. If you need peace and joy, if you need patience, you know, everybody says, I just need more patience. No, you don't, honey, sweetheart, whatever you want to be called. It's already in you. You just don't know what's there. If you need joy, it's in you. The peace of God, it's in you. The only thing that's not in you is good looks. I mean, that's... You. you all should come to the second service as well. Just, I think you'll be warmed up by then. All right, let's finish this. It's already deposited in us by his divine power. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing Jesus who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. Man, is that just good or what? His, he just lavished us on this and he's just saying, I, I'm sending out an, a welcome and, and, and I'm inviting everybody to come into this. I'm inviting everybody to come into this, and it's a manifestation of how good he is. Verse 4 says, as a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price, so that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with the divine nature. Divine nature, you know what that means? That's beyond your human nature. It's beyond anything that you and I, you can't work for this. You can't be good enough for this. When, you, when God says, I want you to partnership with me in this divine nature, that's God. That's beyond just your human intellect, beyond your human knowledge, beyond anything human. It's God. And he says, you're going to partner with me in this divine nature thing. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So you, he says, when you come in with me, 
It's a divine partnership, and you become one with me in this divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are in the world. I was meditating upon this. You know, Melody talked about uh, vision and seeing things big. And that I do believe that God is, somebody told me, I haven't listened to it yet, I'm going to listen to it, but she, somebody said that now God moves fast with Pastor Mike. And uh, I believe that for 2018, God is just going to supernaturally move fast. And it's not just with me and the church, it's with you, us. God God never drags his feet. He's usually waiting on people to say, hook up with him and to believe his word or to believe what the big thing that he wants to do with us and through us. Listen, it's a lot easier than what I, I even thought. Did you know it's easy to believe? Did you know believing is a choice? Let me just put it that way. Believing is a choice. So if you sit there and go, I, I just, but this is what the problem is. We believe something, but then we look at the natural circumstance and they don't always line up with what we're believing. And so we've been trained to live in the five senses and that training has made our mind be off and thinking that because I'm believing this, and this is what God said, but this is what's going on, so I guess it didn't work. You are a spiritual being. You are a spirit, and that spiritual man can't be seen or felt by the natural eyes, by the natural hearing, and the natural at all. There is a spiritual world out there that you can't be seen. You know, most people, you know, 100 years ago, we, they didn't know about, uh, you know, there, there's radio waves and TV signals going through this room right now. All kinds of things just going, I mean, Bluetooth, wireless signal, all kinds of just thousands of stuff just going right through here today, right now. You don't even think about it. But it's here. It's the same way with the power of God, the angels of God. They're spiritual beings in this room right now. Hmm. Angels. Angels are all around us. Angels encamp about you. There's angels all around you. But you don't, you're not really, you know, just thinking about it all the time because you don't see it. But they're, they're here. The power of God is inside of you. You don't see it. So you don't think about it. And so you don't think it's real to you and me. What the problem is, we have to meditate to the point that, you know what? I do believe that. And it's a, first of all, it's just a choice. I choose to believe that. Thomas said, I will not believe until I put my hands in in his nail prints and, and into his side. What was he saying? I choose not to believe until that happens. That was a choice. Unbelief is a choice as well as believing is a choice. So if you want to get on board, just say, okay, I'm choosing to believe. I choose to believe. I choose to believe that everything that I need has already been provided for me. 
I choose to believe that all of my sins are forgiven and that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and it's not based upon Mike and what he can do or has done or will do. It's based upon Jesus. And when you base everything upon Jesus and I just make a choice to believe that, you'll be surprised at how your life will change. Praise God. But God wants to do big things and he wants to do great things and I was thinking about this and this is why it is a big deal that you know some people think well it's just not a big deal if I get a hold of healing it's not a big deal if I get a hold of that God wants me to prosper I'm going to say something it's selfish okay I thought about it this week. Do you realize if you are something is wrong with you physically and, and this is not for condemnation. This is just to give you a good swift kick in the pants to make you think differently. Is that all right? Yeah. It'll be a love kick. <laughs> Nothing personal. Because if you're laying in bed, you can't do anything for anybody. If you're broke or if you're just living paycheck to paycheck just to meet your needs, you can't help anybody. God really wants us to get a hold of healing so we can be a blessing to those around us. God wants us really to get a hold of being blessed so we can help people around us. God wants your life to be so renewed in what he's done for you that you can be a tremendous blessing to those people around you. Pueblo needs help. He need, this city needs you to be healthy and blessed and know God's to such a degree that we can change the city. The gospel will change the city. You have to know that. You have to believe that. And God wants to do things quickly because there's people dying, going to hell. There's people suffering. There's people hurting. There's marriages that are hurting. There's people that are just, just hurting from life. They've been hurt even in churches. People hurt, get hurt. And God says, I'm the great restorer. I'm the great healer. I'm the great provider. And the world needs to know that. Pueblo needs to know that. God there's just big things if you can wrap your arms around it it probably ain't big enough you're not thinking big enough mm. if you can wrap yourself around if you can get it figured out if you can do it you ain't thinking big enough I was daydreaming a few years ago and I just thought if I could just get an extra $5,000 a month. I'm sorry. Yeah, 5000 extra a month. I thought, you know, 60000 I, I could be, I, I could just do more. And I thought that, and I thought that. And it just occurred to me, I thought, if you are just going to believe something for that, why don't you believe for bigger so I started believing for $15,000 extra a month. It's not here yet, but I just thought, I'm believing that. 
I'm believing that. Well, how can that come in? Uh, God. I'm just going to believe that. An extra 15,000, you know, if you add that up real quick, 10 months, that's 150, so it's a, that would be 180,000 a year extra. Extra. Extra, extra. Read all about it. If, you don't, if you're just going to believe for your needs to be met, honey, that's just really being selfish. If you're just believing that, you know, I can live with this pain, but, you know, I, I, you don't feel like doing anything, with, uh, you can't do anything, or, or you're grumpy. You know, if somebody's got a pain, you know, and, and they can live with it, unfortunately, they become a pain to everybody else. I'm just being real, real, real today. I'm being real, real today. We need to think big. We need to be ready to go. I mean, just let's do this. We need to affect our city, and we need everybody on board. Nobody dragging, nobody going, well, we'll see what happens. Que sera, sera. Whatever will be, will be. I hate that song. God brought you to Pueblo for such a time as this. For this time. For this time. So, as a church, we're not perfect. If you're looking for a perfect pastor, you probably need to move to Kentucky. That was a joke and a half. I'm from Kentucky. But anyway, no, I'm just saying, I'm not, not, you know, it's kind of like a marriage. I mess up. With melody, I mean, I don't treat her like Christ treats the church 24-7. Now I'm doing better, but I still mess up. I still can get short with her. And that's because I'm 5'8". But I mean, I still can get short with her. <laughs> but there is just, I, there's this thing that we have. It's called a commitment that it, it's all right. We're, we're, we're together forever. So my point is this, if you're, if you're coming here, there's times I, you'll probably get ticked at me. There may be something that you find out about me that you don't like. Ron's a good close friend. He knows all of my faults. But anyway, and we're still good friends. But anyway, my point is this, you just have to look beyond that and say, you know what, bless God, we're family here. And family gets loyal and connected no matter what. No matter what. Ooh, hallelujah. So, what, but we are going, I promise you, we're going to teach you the word of God. I promise you that we're going to teach you how much God loves you. So that no matter, the whole world can disown you, but you will still be successful because you will have a revelation of the one true person that matters the most is God and that he is one with you, loves you, and has manifested and deposited everything inside of you. And honey, you can win with that kind of attitude. I cannot lose. You cannot lose. If you know whose team you're on, it's God. And so we believe that we're going to have 
a team that's going to worship with excellence. We're going to work with children with excellence. We're going to work with men and women and marriages and single people with, with excellence, with the seniors with excellence. Everything that we'll do, we'll do it with excellence and we'll rise to the level that when people come to visit, they'll go, I can plug into this place. It'll be an easy thing. It'll be an easy thing. They're not looking for perfect people. I'm not looking for perfect people because I'm not perfect. But from a 30,000-foot view, this is what God wants us to see. He wants us to see that we, he wants us to be healthy and blessed abundantly to be a blessing so that we can touch and reach people around us. And, and I mean, I admit, a few, probably 10 years ago, maybe even less, I remember I just wanted extra money so I could get a sports car. <laughs> I'm being transparent. See, if you would have known that, you know, 10 years ago, you probably could have quit the church over that. Aren't you glad you find out now, especially after I made that speech, you can't quit, ha-ha. Anyway, my point is this. <laughs> God will just love on you. I mean, first of all, there's nothing wrong with a sports car. Let's just get, make this perfectly clear, okay? But God will just love on you and just love on you right where you're at. And when you start just flowing in his love, it's amazing how your, your, your want-tos change. Your want-tos will change. I want to be so stinking rich now so I can be a blessing. I want millions of dollars to come into this, this place so that we can do something and have an impact and a greater influence. It's just amazing how my want-tos have changed. Yeah. And that's a great thing about God. He never slapped me upside the head and said, well, you're just being greedy. You're just being that. Never felt that from God. Never. If you're feeling that from God, you can rest assured it's the voice of the enemy. Your, your father's not going to. The Bible says this. He only has good thoughts towards you. So if you're getting a negative thought, it ain't from your daddy. It's from the other department. Are you hearing me? I'm just so grateful that when I mess up, God just, just, he loves on me more. He loves on me more. If you, if you get, you know, the Bible says just that you're a spirit. And if you can just think in a spiritual sense, you know, when you mess up, God just puts you on his lap and he hugs you so tight and go, you are my son. You are so my son. And it just makes me go, Wow. Even when I mess up, my father loves me. He wants to show his love even more. Even more. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. When the church has an, a revelation of that, <laughs> you won't, you, none of y'all need to hear a sermon on sin. One guy quit the church one time because he said, I don't preach enough on sin. I go, you're absolutely right. And in my heart, I just went, bye, because I'm not going to preach what you think. I don't even preach what I think. 
So what makes you think that you're higher than me? You know, I don't get to vote, so you don't get to vote either. I preach what the Holy Ghost, I don't even tell my family. I've never told my family I think I'm going to preach on this. or You know, I, I don't, we don't take a poll. There's no voting in this. You don't need to know how, everybody sins pretty good on their own. So why do you need to, to know about sin if you're doing pretty good uh, with no help from me or God or the Holy Ghost or anybody else? No, but if you get a hold of the love and the righteousness that you are, it will transform your life. That's what you need to hear. That's what the Pueblo needs to hear that. Pueblo does not need to hear, you're going to hell. You're a sinner. You rotten piece of junk, you. Most people in Pueblo kind of think that way anyway. Why do we need to tell them that? No, what you need to tell them is, you're forgiven. You're loved by God. God paid the price for you to be victorious. Why don't you come to church and hear the good news? That's what the city needs to hear. You know, I, when I screw up, I don't need a lot of people telling me, you know what, you screwed up. Genesis chapter 12, verse 2 and 3 says this. This is God speaking to Abraham. God said, I will make you a great nation. God says, I'm doing this. It's not going to be you. I'm doing this. And I'm doing this not based upon anything about you I'm doing this through you because of me so he says I'll make you a great nation I will bless you who's going to bless him God and make your name great you shall be a blessing now you notice that he couldn't be a blessing until he knew that he was blessed by the blessor Verse 3, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. All of the families of the earth shall be blessed. How is God going to do that? Well, he said there's going to come a seed from you, Abraham. His name is Jesus, and that's how all of the families are going to be blessed. This is how we get in on the blessing. You receive Jesus that seed who has done all of the blessing and he said all of the families of the earth will be blessed because of this if they believe it says that in Galatians 3 8 9 it says in the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith by believing preach the gospel to Abraham beforehand saying and you all the nations shall be blessed so then those who are of faith in other words, those who will believe that. Did you hear that? Those who will believe that are blessed with believing Abraham. So all you have to do to get hooked onto this train, even if you are the caboose, the last one, if you're hooked on the blessing or the train called blessing, it's just the way to get hooked on is I believe I'm part of the seed of Abraham. I'm connected to Abraham because I believe in Jesus. So I am blessed with Father Abraham. Everybody says, you know, and knows that Jews are blessed. I mean, Jews are just blessed. They, they become in business, they become millionaires. And because they go, well, we're of our father Abraham. Oh, really? I'm a Jew. Spiritually, I'm a Jew. Spiritually, you're a Jew. So you just get, you're, you're, everybody says, you know, yeah, I come from my father Abraham. 
Same, same person I, I am too. I'm from that genealogy. I am. I'm from, I'm from the Abraham line. And it's real easy to, you know, I love, you know, finding out about, um, you know, where your ancestors come from. I, we don't know nothing in our family. I mean, I'm from Kentucky, and we got Kentuckians and Tennesseans, and that's as far as I don't know where they came from across the pond. I have no idea. But I can really easy tell you my tree line. It's my Heavenly Father and it's Jesus, and then it's me. Woo! That's better than any genealogy you will ever find. I said that's better than any genealogy you will ever find. Hallelujah. Because we have to teach people the gospel. We need to teach thousands of people the gospel. They need to hear that in our city. You can be part of that. And listen, if if you don't have a big vision... I think there's room for this vision for you to hook up to. We need you to hook up into this because we want to see our city change for the glory of God. And it takes the gospel for people to get a hold of it so they'll have better marriages, they'll treat their wife better, they'll treat their husband better, they'll be a better employee. They'll get and start maybe having a better, bigger vision of maybe owning the own business. Wouldn't that be an amazing thing, to own your own business? Yeah. This is just the great. Did you know there is so much abundance of grace in the believer to do anything and everything? But listen, if you're an elderly person and say, you know, I, I just don't want, fine, just show up and be part of this. Just be part of this. And so if you just show up, you, just you coming and showing up will influence people around us. People just have an influence. And especially if you're an elderly person, you just have an influence just because you show up. Amen. Hmm. We can do this as a church. We just need people to hook up and start believing with us. It, 120 people will gather in the upper room. 120 people. The church was born out of that. The Holy Ghost was poured out. And I'm telling you, the world has never been the same. And it just was 120 people. We have over 200 people in our church now. If 120 can be that impactful, we not only can change Pueblo, but we can be an influence online to people in the Middle East, people all around the world we can make an impact we just need to hook up together and believe God money is not an issue faith is the issue we just need people to believe and believing is a choice it is a choice You can think big and believe big and start getting these pictures in your mind and seeing it. Seeing it. If you can't see something, you can't have it. But if you can see it, you can have it. You want a great marriage? See it. It can happen. You want finances? See it, and it can happen. You want a great job? See it, and it can happen. But if you're basing everything on your past, that's what your life is. That's what you're going to have. 
But in Romans chapter 12, it says we can renew our mind to think differently because if you can think di- differently, you, it will affect your believing. Thinking affects believing, and believing affects your lifestyle. Don't beg God. If you're going to beg God to do anything, just say, God, help me to see. Help me to be able to see. Paul said this, pray that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened that you may know. The first thing you need to know is how much God loves you. That's your, that's your foundation. You have to know how much God loves you. If you don't know that, if you don't know that, you're never going to have a solid foundation. Never. You will never have a solid foundation if you don't know how much God loves you. Because you'll think, well, I'm not living right. I'm not doing right. So I just know I'm not right. So, you know, God doesn't, I'm not really accepted. And you'll be running around the same mountain forever. And your life will be screwed up, to be honest. You'll be a Christian going to heaven with your head turning around like 360 all the time. I don't know why, I don't know why. And you will be sticking a bottle in your mouth just like every baby does. Okay, that was a little personal. But anyway, my point is this. You can come as a baby, but we're not going to allow you to keep wearing diapers and suck on a bottle and suck on your thumb. We're going to grow you up in the things of God to where you will be. You will know that you are victorious and that you're loved and that you're successful and that you're always going to be accepted and that you're always going to be loved and that you can never lose. Never lose. <coughs> All right. I'm going to give you, I didn't give him this scripture, but if it, I've got a bunch of scriptures I'm favoring, but we're out of time. But listen to me. I didn't give you this scripture. Pull up Psalms 512. That's one of my favorite scriptures on favor. It says that God has given me favor. He surrounds me with favor as a shield. Now, the shield back in the days of David, it went all the way from your head all the way to the ground, and the guy carried it. You didn't carry your shield. There was an armor bearer, and he would carry the shield in front of you. It protected your whole entire body. God says... I've given you favor that surrounds you. Now, what he surrounds you, and this is 360. He's your rear reward. That word actually means he protects your backside. Nothing can even get on your backside. So the scripture says, for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. Are you righteous today? See, if you don't think, the devil tries to tell people they're not righteous. So if you're not righteous, then you, you think you're not blessed. But if you know that you're righteous, then you know, hey, God blesses the righteous. He blesses the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. I'm surrounded with the favor of God. It drips off of me. When I go to purchase something, I get the best deal because I have favor. When I go interview for a job, I mean, like, you would be stupid not to hire me. I'm sorry, but you just would be stupid. I used to think this, that God blessed FedEx. Now, you may think this is arrogance. I thought, God bless his FedEx because I'm an employee. Your company is blessed because you're one of the employees because of God. When you show up, God shows up on the property. You don't think that's pretty important? Oh, man, we're going to talk about Joseph, but that's why Joseph, everywhere Joseph went, I mean, went to prison. Everybody goes, there's blessing on, you know, everything just got better when he showed up. He was a slave. Everything got better when Joseph the slave showed up. Why? God was in that man. You have to have that kind of mentality. 
You have to believe that stuff about yourself when you get fired, when things aren't going all right, when things are just going, when all hell breaks loose, you got to train your mind going, oh, things are getting better. You got to retrain yourself and not base it upon what you're seeing in the natural, but what's going on in the supernatural. Because in the supernatural, I have the favor of God. Wherever I go, it's dripping. I mean, I'm just, I got too much favor on my life. So it's just dripping off of me. You need to believe that. And once your mind gets renewed to that, you look what happens to your life. Let's stand.